Yo, 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 yo. This is T from the No Clearance Podcast, where we use hip hop as a catalyst to discuss life. It is just me today. My boy Jay, uh, he's back home, and I'm currently on vacation. And uh, I have a special guest with us, a person I consider uh, my rib, uh, my better half. I have my wife, Drew Lindsay, <laughs> here with us today. Drew, how you doing? I'm doing well. I am enjoying myself on this vacation we are on here, looking it's, at the mountains. It's truly a, a pleasure to have you on the episode as much as we uh, talk about you and uh, <laughs> our relationship. <laughs> you know, uh, as Jay said in the last episode, it ain't about Drew. I don't care about you. I think that was a statement that I found to be true <laughs> for the most part in my life. So it's good to have you on and be able to talk to you. It's nice to be here. How are you doing? I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed right now. Um, this trip, for those who are wondering, is more of a, a celebration of 2020, uh, just the culmination of a lot of different things. Um, for one, I'm 26 years old now, so that is a blessing. Just had my birthday. And then I just finished my master's degree program. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. yeah, so it's a beautiful thing to be able to be here. Uh, it's funny, I feel like I'm talking real smooth this episode. Probably just the setting. Uh, we could look out the window and see the mountains. Like, it's a very uh, beautiful thing. Oh, y'all don't even know where we at. We are in Luray, Virginia, uh, in the Shenandoah Valley. You know, we just needed to get somewhere. So Corona couldn't, wouldn't put us on no plane for no real reason. So here we are. <laughs> yes, it's very beautiful. Um, just being able to see it at all times of day is, is just it's like a movie in itself that we get to watch naturally. For sure. For sure. Um, do we have any shout outs? I know we have a shout out, but I can't think of nobody else. I have some shout outs. Okay. Talk your talk. All right. One is to my husband, of course. Happy birthday, 26th birthday. Also, um, happy graduation. Your graduation was yesterday, but we did not tune in. No, it's tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. I thought it was the 17th. But I got to send the link to my parents. <laughs> also, we are, um, this is like the week-ish of us getting engaged in New York. Um, wow. At the Empire State Building. So December 20th, 2018. Yeah. Wow, it's, it's been two years. It has been. Um, How's it going so far? been good i have no complaints at all <laughs> that is that's good to hear yeah that's good to hear. um yeah. on this trip we started reading uh the five love languages by gary chapman um we haven't got far enough to tell you guys if it's good yet but <laughs> we uh you know this trip has been a good time for us to you know i guess get to know each other a little bit better Definitely. It's definitely a conversation starter. It has, I guess, taken us, uh, allowed us to have conversations that we have not had yet. 
or express some things that we haven't expressed to each other. So it's been good. I'm I'm enjoying it. I think that's the I think a lot of people don't realize like if you put the time in, you never can really get bored with a person because they always it's something you have to discuss, something that can, you know, help your relationship get better. Um, so, you know, I'm just glad to go on this journey with you. You know what I'm saying? Same here. You know, I ain't trying to uh, sound like a, you know, sound like this just for the episode, but it's real. It's real talk. I'm just glad to go on this journey with you. Uh, I couldn't uh, picture going on this journey really with nobody else. I couldn't think of nobody else that could really uh, put up with me. I like to hear that. <laughs> but same here, same here. I couldn't picture this journey with anyone else either. So it's mutual. <laughs> to those that just care about the music, uh, we are here <laughs> to discuss um, Ungodly Hour by Chloe and Holly. Uh, my wife chose this uh, this album. And would you, let's get into window shopping. Would you like to explain why you picked this album sure so i picked this album because it's one that i listen to probably on a weekly basis and half of it is about is because of you know the what they're talking about but the other half is the vocals like they are great like they can hit it seems like every note that is possible um, they're good at synchronizing. I wish that I could sing like them half the time, like in the car listening to them. <laughs> um, but also the fact that they pretty much produce and make all of their own beats is just amazing to me. And it's just, it's kind of an inspiration. So I just, it, yeah, that's pretty much the reason. <laughs> How about you? I mean, I know I picked it, but um, what is your, you know, view of the album just by listening to it? Um, I think the album is good. Like you said, these girls can sing. That is for sure. Um, matter of fact, they are so harmonizing that you, you really can't even tell the difference between who is singing at, you know, what part of the song. They really sound like one person. Um, which is very amazing in the fact that uh, you know a lot of people try to do this thing where they want to stand out, you know, in the midst of a group. You know, a lot of groups you can tell who's who. They try to do something that kind of separates them. But these two is like they just want to be a unit, like a real solid un- unit in my mind. Um, and then the the content of the album very different from the first one. Very different from the first one. Uh, the kids are all right. I agree. Um, it's been a while since I listened to the kids are all right, but the kids are all right. We're very much Nickelodeon-ish in comparison to Ungodly Hour. Definitely. I agree. I agree a lot. I feel like I do like the the drastic change in them. And often I feel like an old person listening to them because I'm like wow these girls have grown up since their last album but I appreciate it and although some of the things that they sing about are um things that they may or may have not experienced they make you feel like 
they have experienced it and seeing like they make you feel it, which is I think is amazing. Most definitely. So when did you come across Chloe Halley? When was the first time you listened to this? Well, that's actually a two part question. So when did you come across Chloe Halley? Now that's a good question. Ah, I, I, I don't know. I definitely listened to the kids are all right before we went to the on the run tour when we saw them. Yeah. But I don't know if it was grownish that turned me on to them. I don't think any of us knew they were before grownish. I think that's very true. It may have been grownish that term. It had to be grownish because I remember like listening to the album and be like, listen to. We're like, watch out, world, I'm grown. And so I was like, oh, they're the ones that actually sing and made that song. Yeah. Which is crazy. And I think that other movie that they were in came out around the same time that they had the soundtrack for. I can't think of the name of the movie. They was in a movie? Yeah. And that, um, with the girl, the same girl from, that's in um, that show we watched with Zoe. Not Euphoria. Euphoria, the sister. She was in a movie about. Was it the Oprah joint? Yeah. They're in it? Yeah, I want to say they're in it. But anyway, yeah. So I want to say it's grownish. And you feel the same way? Yeah, that was definitely grownish. A show which I truly love. Um, I watch that just as often as I watch Insecure. Insecure. Mm-hmm. I can just put that show on. <laughs> it's a good show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they play twins in the show. Yeah. They are hilarious. They are. They're um. They're, they're very likable people. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. They bring like that 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 attitude to the show. Um, but then yeah, once their album dropped. Uh, you was definitely on it very heavy. I remember they had some really good features in that first album. I think they they had Joey Badass, mm-hmm. and they had um Gold Link. Yes, two people two. that I actually like. Yeah, which is crazy because I don't tend to listen to a lot of people or rappers, but those are two that. I actually listened to. And interestingly enough, they, they went on really the opposite direction of their features in this time. I think there's only one song with features. Yeah. Uh, everything else is is just them two. Um, yeah, that's very true. Very much so. And so, but they, uh, bless, bless. they are a very good group. And I'm pretty sure they are under um, Beyonce label, right? Yeah, I they the are. Label. What's her label name? Um, um, that's a good question. Yeah, I know my man Austin Shout out to Austin Holmes. Y'all listen to him when you get the chance. Yeah. Um, but they definitely, I think, when you know, uh, uh, I'm called protege. But you could tell Beyonce got some part in their music. Like when you listen to them, you could be like, "Yo, it's Beyonce definitely." You know, put them on the game. Yeah, you can definitely tell that, like, Beyonce is their inspiration. And they even admitted that even before being signed by her, um, which is crazy. Chloe was actually in a movie with Beyonce way back when. 
Between um, the fighting sensations. The fighting sensations. She was the li- <laughs> was she the little Beyonce? I think she was the little Beyonce. But um, you can tell that they are very inspired about by Beyonce. What you think? Fighting sensations. It was cool. It's like one that you can watch once a year. You know, like yeah, when it comes it's on. It's considered a BET classic. Like, does it be coming on BET? I would hope so. Is this one? Would you watch? Would you go through the commercials to watch? I would. I my <laughs> my family actually had the Fighting Temptation on DVD. I think it's a good movie. It's that's, it's solid. That's when you know a movie good. If you're willing to go through all the BET commercials to watch five minutes and go back to the BET commercials, that's when you know you got something. Yeah, definitely. Especially <laughs> because I don't. I can't. I can hardly deal with commercials. I it's very sad, but I think so. I mean, anything with Beyonce, you know, for sure, is worth watching. <laughs> Shout out to the Beehive. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't giving me no smoke since I'm in the stadium. Uh, but ah, uh, that's cool. They must know. I feel like we have to shout out Breonna Taylor. I mean, not Breonna Taylor. Yes, wow. That was crazy. That was crazy. But Brianna Turner. Oh. Ooh, that was a turn. But I feel like she's the main person that's part of the beehive that I follow on Instagram. Like she is always here. But shout out to Yaya. Yeah. Holy man. She hey, she made us one hell of a cake. Yo. She did. She did. It was really good. Oh my goodness. That cake was bomb. Yeah. What kind of cake was it? Like a strawberry? Strawberry, yeah. And she had the like the presentation down oh to. It wasn't like, oh, I threw this cake together for y'all. It was like, I'm presenting y'all with this cake. <laughs> <laughs> y'all going to enjoy it. <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all, we appreciate you. Y'all. Definitely. Um, so before we get into uh, the sales rack, I'm just giving everybody a heads up. We are sitting here drinking Chardonnay. It's our vacation. Yes. So, you know, if if I don't sound the same, like, just blame it on the Chardonnay. That's where we at with, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get into it, man. Ungodly Hour, which is, um, what do you think of this album overall? Oh, overall, it gives me grown woman vibes. Like, um, yeah, I... What does grown women vibes feel like? Like grown woman vibes is like it takes like it goes I feel like it goes through the many thoughts that a woman can go through like between um you know the things you say to yourself um a turn up some turn up songs also about like how you would talk about one of the guys you're maybe talking to um. It even touched on kind of like a scissor level, like y'all were talking about last week, about maybe being a side chick, mm. which is like, you know, possibly a thing that many women experience. And um, and I asked you, what was your process of, um, what would you say there was a time where you, what was your transition to being like a grown woman? What was that time? What was, what, 
could you describe that time? Sure. I feel like my transition came into place upon graduating from college, which I feel like maybe um, is one for most people. Um, like y'all were talking about with the episode um, on control, like when me and Brett lived together and mm-hmm. I had to make a move to live in you know, Baltimore County for a job that I had gotten. Um and really living on my own, paying my own rent, buying groceries, like depending on myself to if my car doesn't stop, start to call someone to get out here to let it start. So that was the transition to grown woman for me. Like that year in between going to under going from undergraduate to graduate school, just walk working the night shift, like never would I have thought, but I actually enjoyed it. Five PM to three AM in the hospital. Wow. But I actually enjoyed that. I did not mind it at all. But that was my main thing. It wasn't yeah, we were in an interesting part of our relationship at that time. So that was also interesting, <laughs> balancing that among everything else. It, it, it was. It was. Um, I think what I noticed about this album, um, like, there was not, like, a care for other people. It was like, I'm going to worry about myself. Like, I'm going to do what I feel is right for me. And if, you know, as messed up, I'll worry about it later. But I'm going to do what's right. But I feel is good for me. You know what I'm saying? And um, I remember listening to The Breakfast Club. Is it Breakfast Club? Once again, a Nikki Giovanni interview. And she was, no, Michelle Obama's podcast. Mm. It was Michelle Obama's podcast. and. The doctor was saying how most of women's life, they're used to serving and not really doing anything for themselves. And at the time, they was kind of talking about postmenopause and it was like, finally, I can do something for myself. <laughs> right. But I feel like there is another stage before that if, 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 if women like allow it, like this time between uh, this time of growing up. Like figuring out who you are, I think that can be another time of like really just worrying about you, like figuring out what you want, figuring out who you are. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think I'm getting that from from the album. So vibes, definitely. Yeah. I can agree with that. So, what would you say? Uh, we act. There's a lot of questions that we don't even miss on the episode. But I'm gonna try to get with you. So, favorite song? If you can't think of one, give me a top three. I can give you one and top three. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's always ironic. My favorite songs on al- albums. So my favorite song is "Lonely," um, and it kind of talked about being alone amongst other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think there are times when I felt that way, but I also feel like I'm a very empathetic person. So I like to empathize 
what it will be like. So I think that's one. Um, yeah, I like lonely, and it's also talking about. Um, I have the song actually playing in my head <laughs> as I'm talking about it. Um, so yes, that, and then let me see. Of course, lonely would have to be in the top three. Um, Goodbye. That's the tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Let me see what other songs. Definitely do it has grown on me with time. Like I didn't like I liked it but I didn't like it so much as much as I do now. Do it felt forced in the beginning. Yeah. Like do it felt I mean I think they was really trying to push that song heavy. So yeah. in the beginning it really felt like Yeah. Uh, maybe it and it was made. different for them. Like they didn't really do that scene. But I feel like the time that I started to um appreciate it was when we had our cousin Ebony yeah, um, in town. And, you know, you're really feeling like, what can I do with her that will engage her? And one of the things I came up with was dancing. So there was a period of time when we would start, you know, looking at YouTube videos of the, the do it dance. Mm -hmm. So we would try to start learning the do it dance. So I feel like that one is more nostalgic. Um, and let's see. I like wonder what she thinks of me as well, and I like that because of the vocals. Like, mm. it. I mean, and also the vulnerability. Like, I'm not sure if they went through this time in real life or not, but like for them to, and they use such description. Like, you could picture it you could feel it you could hear it like that song is way too much for me to handle like i couldn't like even as a dude if i met a girl that was like okay with the fact that she didn't have to be the priority or like like she was talking about helping helping him pick out clothes for his girlfriend. Right. That's like, that would just feel weird, bro. Yes, like they, <laughs> they said so much that it was like, wow, this is deep. Like, I hope you two enjoy Paris. Like, and even like, I mentioned to you before, like, I wonder what she thinks when she smells my perfume under your cologne. Like, that. Like how, how do you think of that? Like, I wouldn't even... I feel like there's a level of like power in that moment where it's like, um, you know, she not stressing about nothing. He the one that's got to juggle these two. Mm -hmm. He the one that's got to probably do extra to keep his <laughs> actual girlfriend happy so she don't like even think that something else is going on. Right. And it's like, she just at a point where, like, I, I don't even have to, like, I, I don't care. Yeah. Um, it's almost like it's a game that they're playing. Yeah. And they they get enjoyment out of this game, which I, I can definitely see in women. Like, I can see us 
enjoying being manipulative, especially because I don't think guys pay attention enough to notice when when we're manipulating them. So it's I can definitely see getting enjoyment out of that. That's a good question. Like, do we really do pay attention to that? I don't know. I feel like, uh, yeah, as much as dudes try to be like, yo, women be trash, or like, I keep my keep my eyes open, you know, staying two steps ahead. I, I just said, for the most part, it ain't it ain't that true. Really the facts, man. Like, there's so many dudes that be blind about the fact that they might get very close to like doing anything physical. That uh, boy, you get a lot of things passing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so many things you get past. Uh, but if that's if that's not you, uh, you know, shout out to you, fellas. You know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> so I have to ask you, what do you have a favorite? A top song or a top three? Um, yeah, so my favorite is Busy Boy. My favorite is Busy Boy. Um, I like, I, I definitely like what they talk about in this. And it's like, you know, just a brother that's doing way too much, especially with women. Like, uh, you know. Like you said, man, trying to juggle a whole bunch of situations. Uh, but they just, and then it's like realizing that, you know, these women aren't stupid. Like sometimes, you know, and they just gonna let you stress. <laughs> they will just let you stress, especially if they know. They just gonna play cool and let you stress it out. Um, so Busy Boy is probably my favorite. Um, uh, uh, maybe baby girl. Baby girl might be too. I don't know why. I like the whole women empowerment thing. Uh, I always find those songs just a little bit fun. <laughs> just a little bit. Nah, you know, I said, you know, shout out to the women. The women empowerment songs are important. Um, but at this point, I feel like it's like after Beyonce does a song and who runs the world. It's like, what else can you do after that? So everything else just feels kind of repetitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if that's what you feel in your spirit, do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, kind of forgetting how tipsy goes. Um, ungodly hour, though. Ungodly hour. Yeah, it's a good song. You ever gotten no late text? Yes. I have actually. What's that like? Like, what? How do you feel if a nigga just hit you up madly? <laughs> like, for me, it's like, no, you're not about to play this game with me. So I, I mean, mind you, it wasn't like multiple times. It was probably one or two times mm-hmm. that I've gotten it, but um, it was more so no. I'm not playing this game with you. Like, I was very aware that, you know, the reason for the text, like, so, yeah. 
yeah for that's for me it was more of a i'm gonna shut this down because no you're not gonna i you're not gonna not talk to me all day all week and then send me this late text you know after that so never never gave in to that entertain the situation. No. Gotcha. You were saying earlier favorite song was Lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we talked about it before with Lord. Child of the Lord. So when uh when when do you when do you feel lonely amongst people? What does that feel like to you? To me, um Feeling lonely amongst people, I usually feel that um, when I don't relate to the people around me, when they're maybe talking about doing things that I don't relate to or practice or agree with, that's when I feel lonely. Is there a difference between lonely and alone? I asked that because we was watching Enola Holmes yesterday. Mm -hmm. Not yesterday. Huh. No, it was yesterday. Uh, the night before. Oh. Yeah. Watching Nola Holmes. And it seemed like there's a difference between being alone is more of like being your own person. Mm-hmm. But then lonely is just feeling like nobody's there to like be there for you or like just be with you in the moment. Right. Um, so do you feel like if going by those definitions, like do you feel like you come to do you feel like you've come to be your own person at this point? I do. I do. Um I think I've really felt that majority of my life it's, it really hit most in college. And I feel like both of those can intertwine at some point. Um, like, for instance, the first time I think I felt it was was when going to Benedict and... Shout out to HBCUs. Yeah. Benedict College in South Carolina. Not Bennett, but Benedict. <laughs> but um, I was a female woman, you know, basketball player, but also majoring in chemistry. Um, so one thing was like, you know, the first thing was like, I felt like a lot of my teammates would go out a lot, you know, but I wasn't into that because, well, one, I had, I was a chemistry major. I had work to do, but it was another level when even the people who majored in chemistry (laughs) was going out. And I was still the one in my room studying or doing work and would show up to class, you know, the next day and be the only one in class because everyone or like on Friday morning, I would show up to my 8 a.m. chemistry class, be the only one in class. And um, because, you know, people went out on Thursdays. So I feel like that was one of the major times when I felt alone. Like, I had this vision, and it felt like I was the only one that had this vision and also was, you know, the one to keep my head on straight to 
you know, do well or whatever. But also, I feel like I felt lonely many of times with me playing basketball in college and not wanting to really play, but really had my mind on doing well in my sciences. So being around my teammates, I just did not relate as much. Like, they would be so focused on game plans and stuff. And although, because I was committed, I would think about it. But it wasn't that serious to me in a way. Like, I took it seriously, but it wasn't serious to me, if that makes, if that makes sense. Um, so that's one example of, like, being alone and times when I felt lonely in a room full of people or a bus full of people. I know you made the, well, of course I know, but you made the transition <clears throat> from being an athlete to, uh, you know, what they call an art. Non-athletic, regular person. I mean, oh, that's what yeah. We call it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> um, you made the transition to just a regular college student. Uh, somebody may out there may want to know this. So, I mean, what was that like? Going from the athlete life to just <laughs> you know, just a regular student. It was different, definitely, because you go from a place where you know. You didn't think people knew you, but you they knew you because you were on the basketball team. And oddly enough, at Benedict, women's basketball was almost as popular as uh, men's basketball because we were good. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, we would always go to the championship. So people would know you when you didn't even know that. And then going to a place where... People didn't really know you for your athleticism or your skill. So that was different. I definitely went through the weight gain phase where you recognize that I don't have to go work out every day or twice a day. So you don't. And then you gain all this weight. And I'm like, wow. So... It was definitely a transition, even a transition to the point where because all of my, literally all my life was basketball from the age of five, that the first time one of my girls um, that actually played on the basketball team, Aaliyah, she reached out to the basketball manager, the women's basketball manager, and told her about me that the girl hunt me down, Jatori, my homegirl. That was my bridesmaid. <laughs> and I ended up being a manager for the women's basketball team. So it's just like, it's still, it's just amazing because you just feel like you cannot totally disconnect yourself from yeah. that. Like, it's still a part of you. So it's a very interesting transition because it's also like you have to relearn or get to know yourself in a new way apart from being an athlete or being a basketball player. So that's, that was a very interesting transition. First off, man, shout out to Jatori. Um, yeah. We really got to have her on the podcast. I would love to hear her views or some, some Ooh, things. That um, girl. <laughs> we talk about this weight gain after being an athlete in general 
because I know. Well, let's be honest. I'm still suffering <laughs> from like not playing football. <laughs> like I don't. I sometimes I eat like I'm like I'm about to have a two hour practice the next day. Not. But what was your? What was that like? Post basketball, like how did you make an adjustment um, health wise to not playing sports? Mm, that's a good question. I don't feel like I made a good transition until after college because everything is like social. So, mm. um, me and my roommate Dana, <laughs> as we would pretty much make it a plan to go you know, somewhere to grab something to eat. If we, you know, hadn't eaten already, and most of the time that was commons. I forgot what the place is called now, but it was it was, it was pretty decent food that you can just get and go back to your, your apartment or whatever to eat. So I feel like this transition was probably a good three-year thing. I mean, even me and Jatori would try to go to the gym and work out or whatever, or we'll go some mornings, you know, weekly for a while, but then that would stop. But I think my real transition happened when I was paying, you know, for my own groceries and was in on like a meal plan. And then I had a gym that I could access, you know, an apartment complex for free. Then that's more so when I felt like the transition took place. But then I had another transition because I worked nights and statistically when yeah. you work nights you're more prone to gaining weight. So it was just it's just an ongoing thing, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Um I mean I'm still I'm still in the process of trying to figure figure myself out, figure out my body like like I like food, so you know, I just sometimes I just eat. I be eating for no reason, um, and trying to trying to have like a, a level of discipline with that is tough. But I also know that I'll be way better off with it. Um, I was I was doing way better during quarantine. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people talking about they gain weight during quarantine, but I made I lost like twenty twenty five pounds during quarantine because we went on you know a diet together. Mm-hmm. Um, but in regards to the transition between, you know, from, from not playing to just being like, just to just live my life. I mean, there was a time where I was in the gym, like for four or five times a week after I graduated college and just working. Like I went to the rec center, I go lift with these old heads. Um, and I just, I just had a lot of spurts, um, whenever my life adjusted, the problem was whenever my life adjusted. That was when I would go through different, like, uh, I would go through a pause in my consistency with, with keeping, with staying healthy. So, uh, I was in pretty good shape. And then I decided to buy a house. <laughs> and then I had to find a new gym. I didn't want to go to a new gym. The rec center was further. So I just stopped going. Then I gave in. After I gained weight, I gained, I gave in, went back to the gym. Working out again, and then, um, but I was still eating like a pig. So when Corona hit, and it made me realize like, yo, the food I didn't take was really the difference. Um, but after we got married, 
another transition. I just like leading up to the wedding was my motivation to lose weight. So I right. like really look good. And after that, I've kind of been, I've kind of been slagging, you know, so, uh, you know, maybe, maybe this trip, maybe after this trip, this be another transition. Maybe <laughs> I get back into it at some point in my life. <laughs> yeah. I feel like being a wife is another, um, transition to like seeing the way you eat and not trying to criticize it. But, I mean, because also we have two very different diets. I'm a vegetarian, three years now. and Part-time vegetarian. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, you'll <laughs> just you'll eat what I eat. Right. But then just seeing the way you go in on me, I, always, I already have my mental, you know, my thoughts about it. Because that's something that I have moved away from. So even trying to find balance with that as a wife is very interesting. There was uh, nothing funnier than seeing you trying to cook meat at this point. Yeah. You'd be like, I don't know if it's done. I don't know if it's done. Right. I I make no promises. I I give you credit for whenever you do, I appreciate it. I just let you know. Um, All right. All right. Before we get into the other questions, don't make it harder on me. I remember the hook, but I can't remember what the song's about, and I know you said this is this is your top three, right? Mm-mm. No, it was more wonder what she thinks of me. Okay, we kind of talk about that. I don't. How did I don't make a hard on me, bro? Um, you are you reading the lyrics? Uh huh. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you're on the spot, you can't think as clearly, so it's nice to be able to refer. But um. It's about, I think it's about not accepting love. Like, um, it's almost like, oh, I definitely, I can hear the song in my head now. <laughs> but um, it's about, like, I guess them not wanting a relationship, but the way the guy is treating them is like, you know, if you keep acting like this, you know, I may not be able to resist you. Um, and I, it seems like almost they're trying to be, stay focused. Oh, okay. Like, okay. So it's almost like, why are you bothering me? But it's not in a bad way. Right. But it's also like, I feel like, okay, I know a lot of women that be like going through a phase where it's like, I'm just focused on me. And it's like, what? How do you react when you're in a position of I'm focusing on me, but something comes across, or you know, something come across that is like, it might be good for you, but you focusing on you. So what is your? Do you ignore your priority, or do you just let just ride away? Yeah. Um. Now that I'm reading it, it's almost like it's the opposite. Uh, um, wonder what she thinks of me. It's almost like they're with someone else and they're the side, like the guy they're talking to is the side guy, but they keep sweet, sweet talking them. And you're like, man, you're almost making me wish that I was with you. That sounds like Erica Badu next lifetime. 
next lifetime. Mm, definitely. There's too many situations like that. Like who's like I think uh I don't know. I feel like if you if is it the person who is not in a relationship, like do they have an obligation to fall back if the person's in a relationship? I think so. I mean, do they have an obligation that word usage? I don't know, but <laughs> if they respect themselves and you, then yes. I guess it depends on what stage in life you are in. <laughs> like, if you're a person that's like, you know, I'm okay with not being, you know, the full-time person, then, you know, it's whatever to them, but if you respect relationships, if you respect love, then yes, it is your obligation as a side person to fall back, especially if you know. That's how I feel. If it's not marriage, should love really be respected? If yes. You, if you feel like, like, man, this this girl different, but I know she's in relationship with a different. That's not I for mean, us to answer, but that's that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, every story is different, and I'm like I said before, I'm a very empathetic person, so I definitely try to see things from all sides. So I can see like the advantage of okay, they're not married, so I can still pursue her if I think she's good for me. But also, I see the side of. If you don't respect love outside of marriage, how does someone work towards marriage? Also, I feel like it's also a karma thing, man. Like, like something. Like, if you in a position where you, you I don't want to say home record, but if you're in a position where you could possibly be in a home record, like, uh, you know, don't be upset if that comes back around to you. You know what right. I'm saying? Like some things is just better on the on the on the part of like you don't want this coming back on, uh, you know, whoever believes in that type of stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, all right, worst song. Mm. <laughs> Are you going to do your explanation of worst song? Like this doesn't mean that it's a bad song, but. In our opinion, it's just not a rememberable song. <laughs> yes, I listen every week to the podcast. <laughs> but, hmm. Um, I feel like I would have to say overwhelmed because I genuinely <laughs> don't remember how this Song goes. I probably say overwhelmed too. Uh, all the songs there, yeah, I can't, I can't fathom, I can't, can't remember what was going on. <laughs> yeah. So if anything, I would have to say that. Like, I need to listen to it again. Um, yeah. Even the intro, I felt was good. Like that yeah. was a good intro. Yeah. What was it? What they say? Don't, don't ask for food. Don't. Don't ask for permission. Ask, ask for, for forgiveness. forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, and then they went in to forgive me. Yeah. Like, what? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would I'm have definitely. I'm agree with you on 
say overwhelmed. All right, three kings out of the three kings. Oh, I didn't think about this one. Out of the three kings, Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. Where would you put those three? Hmm. I know for me, I'm putting Drake on Busy Boy. This makes sense. Um, I'm gonna put Cole on Forgive Me. Mm. And then Kendrick Thinkos perfectly with Lonely. You say Kendrick on Lonely. Lonely. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking Drake on Lonely. Wow. Um, Drake does seem like the person that will be alone in a room full of a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Mostly. I feel like. He would have a touch to put on that. Um, okay, J. Cole and Kendrick. J. Cole and Kendrick. Um, maybe Kendrick on Ungodly Hour. Mm. Or J. Cole. I'm going to say Kendrick on Ungodly Hour. I feel like he would come up with something kind of crazy to say yeah. there, like mad. That would make you think. Um, and then I may say, or Kendrick on Forgive Me. Okay. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> and then, um, mind you, I'm not a rapper type person. So I, what I could say probably may not make sense, but. You know, going with the flow of their music. I feel like, I kind of feel like J. Cole on Baby Girl. (laughs) You know, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Cole makes some really good songs for women, like women empowerment type songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, not even just songs for women. He has mad respect. Yeah, like when Cole. Say like you the fly that I gotta protect. Keep you live in the keep you live in the winter time. Don't you die yet? No, like that was a hell of a metaphor. Or even like holding clothes for you. That that's still like people don't understand. That's a lot of work to yes. do for a person. Folding clothes not only for yourself but for another person is one of the most like like respectable things you could do for someone. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, in our household or marriage or whatever, you're you're usually one that folds clothes. And on your birthday, I decided, you know, <laughs> since we were preparing for this trip, I was going to take on the load of everything. Hey, you fell asleep folding the clothes. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow, folding clothes is a lot. Like, and plus, I'm mad, like meticulous with everything, like. And you know, I, I like fold my things. A yes, I don't. I have not respected that. <laughs> it's, that's him growing up in a military house. But even because I like to put the long sleeves with the long sleeves, yeah. the jersey shorts, the basketball shorts, the sweatpants, like everything goes in a separate pile because in my drawer, those things go together so that when I go to put them away, it just. It's easier, you know, like, oh, 
underwear drawer, bra nice. drawer, socks drawer. Oh, now I'm back to underwears. And then I have to put these sweats in here. Oh, now I'm on short sleeve shirts. Like, no, that would irritate me. So everything goes together. So, yes. Shout out to Cole, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you ain't got to ask this, but I'm putting Lil B on the rest of your life. Oh. Uh, I think his rest voice of- would be cool. Um, I like the way they ended that album. Yeah, the way they ended it was very upbeat, especially after those last two songs. And it's very uh, creative. Yeah. Put in, I don't know if they call it Royal or R-O-Y-L. Oh, that's a nice little take. Yeah, I I haven't heard how they actually referred to that song. Yeah. but that is, I like the way they did that. I like how they kind of ended it <laughs> on a high note after yeah, wonder what she well. thinks of me. Like, they like, had this uh, like turn up song. Beyonce's label is Parkwood Entertainment. Yeah, Parkwood. Um, I don't listen to Lil B, so. Yeah, you, you ain't got to worry about that. I'm yeah, I'm not going to put them. Uh, I think we went through the questions, right? Don't y'all usually put them on the intro or something? We put them on whatever song is like a little more. Like harmonizing or like with um, no rapping. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I wouldn't put them on the intro. The intro um, was great. <laughs> all right, let's go to the, let's go to the register. Okay. What is your final text on the album or on that on this you know episode that we talked about? Like you know, go ahead and give your final thoughts. Um, my final thoughts on the album definitely a great album. If you guys and girls females if you haven't listened to it i definitely suggest taking a look i mean taking a listen to it and i will also check out their uh tiny desk um concert that was just such a vibe i can't wait till i can um see them in person again because i mean we saw them in a Freaking so arena. Yeah. And they was they only had like half the stage. It yeah. Was, they was in a corner. And we was up top. Yeah. Um by the way, Miss uh First Lady Michelle Obama was somewhere behind us in the box. She was definitely uh there. seats. But anyway, um I, I was story about that concert, but I'm gonna save it for the J and B series. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I know what story <laughs> you're talking about. But anyway, um yeah, so I would definitely check out their tiny desk. I can't wait to see them in a a smaller venue, a more intimate venue, because I what? I would love that. Um and plus like going to concerts is kind of like part of our life (laughs) so that's um i enjoy being on this podcast being able to talk with you um about music especially music that i'm familiar with (laughs) or that i enjoy so i i just want to thank you for taking the time to do this with me what do you think of the show so far i enjoy the show um I do. I for the most part, it usually makes me want to go back and listen to the albums to see if I get y'all's um intake from it. Um, also, 
I usually have critiques to give you. (laughs) (laughs) And I listen to see if you take those critiques, which you usually do for a good amount of episodes, and then you revert back. Yeah, I'll go back. (laughs) So, I mean, but that's life. We... Yeah, we try. We just try. But I enjoy it. I honestly appreciate, I mean, enjoy uh, seeing and supporting you do something that you've been wanting to do for a while now. So I'm glad that you're able to have that um, going for you. And also, if y'all don't know that Tyler is the talker in the relationship, so this also gets some of his talking out. So I appreciate that as well. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Uh, thank you for being on. Um, we've been talking about this for a while. So I'm glad we was able to do this at this time. Um, I think the album is something I probably should listen to more. Um, but I like Chloe and Halle. I think they're going to like blow up very soon. Um, I would love to see a tour with like SZA, Ari, Chloe and Halle, her. Definitely. Kaylani. I think a line of like that would just go crazy. And to throw in some of my British artists like Niall or Leanne LaHavis. They got to do that. Yeah, I guess there need to be a British tour, but love them too. So a line of like that, a line of like that would just like, I just see a whole line of natural head women just yes. ready, to, ready to tune in. I feel like my dream tour, like if I could organize it, would be SZA, Ari, Chloe and Halle, Nayo, and Leanne LaHavis. If you could add, if it was one, like a girl tour, if you could add like one OG in the game, OG, who would you add to that? Erica Baidu, hands down. Ooh. Like Erica Baidu as an artist and Erica Baidu as DJ. a DJ. Like, and then she breaks out. Like, shout out to my girl Brittany for, you know, taking me or inviting me to our first festival. Is that our first festival there? I Broccoli think City Broccoli City. City Festival, where we got to see Erica Baidu as a DJ. And then she would just randomly break out and start putting her vocals in it like it was like does life get any better than this and she really just takes you to that point who would i mean it would have to be erica baidu out of respect you can't have her yeah you can't no all right she headlined without the og take this take on baidu who would headline i mean now that's hard that's hard. If we go on album wise, it would have to be SZA. Mm, okay. But right before SZA would be Ari. But I don't know where the others would go as would far tough. as that. We, we, we need to worry about that. But look, you guys heard that lineup. If let us know your order. Let us know who you think would headline or what what order would you put them in. Or who would be your girl, like, your black girl... Black girl tour. Tour. Like, who would be in that lineup for you? I know for, like, my other girls, it would be more like Kalani or Janae Aiko, which I appreciate as well. Like, definitely. Then you need a whole nother, like, like a (laughs) light-skinned 
<laughs> oh yeah, a lot of my girls are kind of like on the brown skin uh, scale. But yeah, uh, uh, this episode was cool, man. I appreciate you coming on, and it was good to listen to you. Um, sorry for this too. We gotta do that more. yes definitely i agree to our listeners man if you enjoyed this episode please let us know this is hopefully part one of uh the one-on-one sessions and possibly even you know sessions with wifey if you like sessions with wifey we can keep going with these because i know my my wife likes miguel she likes a lot of other r&b albums that we can still talk about so uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we pre- we appreciate the love. So please like this podcast. Hit us with that five star rating. If you're watching this on YouTube, actually you'll only hear the audio. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, hit that like button. And any other podcast platform, Spotify, leave us a rating and all that good stuff. Guys, thank you for listening. Black women especially. We love you. This is the No Claims Podcast. Peace. Oh, also, remember, if it ain't about you, it, <laughs> it ain't about you. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about you. I think that's how Yeah, yeah, peace. If it ain't about Drew, <laughs> I don't, I don't care. care about you. She had to make a statement. <laughs> peace, y'all. <laughs>